Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Still smarting from that Ollie Watkins transfer, I'll be honest with you, Josh. But <laughs> I um, thought about you. I did think about you <laughs> yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of supportive listeners out there. You know, you uh, you had a poor game week last week, and a lot of people are reaching out, checking on Josh. Is he okay? Poor Josh. Poor oh. Josh. How's he doing? <laughs> I was getting doing so fine. many comments, uh, especially from our Patreon supporters, checking in on Ollie Watkins. So I'm officially changing... Carlton Morris's name to Morris, M-O-R-E dash I-S, because what we need from him against Burnley is more. Now, <laughs> I'm a, I'm just like a never say never sort of fantasy manager, and I, mm-hmm. I believe it is within the realm of possibility. It is, yeah. to be clear, extremely unlikely that <laughs> Morris gets uh, an additional bonus point, uh, mm-hmm. two more goals, and two more assists. Um, <laughs> and I think he also has to catch a fly ball in his hand. Yeah, the fact, the fact that he, yeah, yeah, exactly, like a Paul O'Neill style. <laughs> I think that the uh, him scoring the goal stopped that from being like an all-time bad transfer, right? I think, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, a little micro story here. I, um, not to brag or anything, but I did an 8 a.m. workout yesterday, Brandon, and the, uh, the, the wow. early matches kick off at 7.30. Uh, here in the U.S., at least in the East Coast. And uh, I checked my phone right before the it started, and I saw that Ali Watkins had scored a goal. And I was like, ah, because that kind of immediately meant a stupid on clean sheet gone and Watkins goal, which is just you, even you. I wasn't even thinking about you at that moment. Brian. I was just thinking about, I was like, well, how many people own this guy? And I was like, you know what? I just got to put this aside. I got to, I got to do this workout. And I was like, you know, he doesn't, he normally, he's like a one goal kind of guy. So that, that'll be mm-hmm. fine. Workout answers an hour workout. It's a longie, Brandon. A longie, but a goodie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get out and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> what just happened here? Record scratch. Like, yeah, record scratch. Watkins on a hat trick. Watkins with two assists. A Stupinon with an own goal. A Stupinon subbed at the 45th minute, which actually in the end was a relief. We, we got saved. <laughs> could have got worse. By the, yeah, it could have been worse, but we saved a point. Yeah. So, a, uh, and, and you had, had transferred Ollie Watkins out for uh, for Morris. I, I think a lot, you know, many had or, or would have, if they hadn't moved him for Morris, they would have moved him for um, Alvarez mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, right? And so, obviously, his ownership is still, I think, something like 20%. So, not, not, crazy uh crazy low uh one of the one of the top probably five most owned players uh most owned forwards but um but low enough that it wasn't like a, a devastator but i think the fact the fact that uh the, the i mean what is it 25 points I mean, it's one of the most high scoring points totals you'll, you'll ever see from a from a fantasy player he's now the leading scorer in the entire fantasy game it's amazing right now it, which, and the joke with him for for weeks was this guy is just getting you five points every single week there's nothing wrong with five points but there it's like could, could we trade him in for someone a little more explosive someone a little more exciting and he's just ticking along obviously yeah. got the goal and three bonus so last 23 week. points was too. was the full tally and yeah, yeah i mean i i don't feel <laughs> Obviously, it, it would be ideal to have Ollie Watkins to get goals from both Alvarez and Morris. That makes that feel better. And also, <clears throat> I think it's a, one of those fantasy transfers where you have to look back and say, what was my logic? Was yeah. it was it flawed from the start? And with Carlton Morris scoring that goal, I, I, I firmly say, no, it wasn't flawed 
from the very start because who would have predicted? Certainly, you would predict Villa maybe win that game. Ali yep. Watkins scores in that game. But who would predict 6-1 Ali Watkins 23 points? Yeah. That was just never um, – on the cards. And I mean, that's, that's honestly the magic of sport sports and fantasy sports. Mm-hmm. Like let it be, I'm bummed yep. to miss out. Um, but like let, let the points chasing commence. Yeah. It's, I think you're handling, you're handling this very well. I, I actually think I, I kind of collectively, everyone seems to be handling it pretty well. And I, I think this, this season has been a little bit of, um, it's been a, it's been a toughie. For, it's been a it's been a it's been a little tricky I, I you know what I mean that's sucker punch but it's I, I just think it's um it's it's very interesting the way some of these seasons go and I, clearly I, everyone listening is is not um three million overall or whatever there's people listening who are having incredible seasons and and but it, it, there's a kind of like collective team like a kind of social media team right that sort of generally people doing this kind of content, they all sort of have at least eight or nine of those players. And that social media team is doing unusually poorly, right? That, 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 that team of which my team is perilously close is like around 3 million. And um, it's maybe it'll last, maybe it won't. But I think what's interesting is that there are some seasons when that team, the like community team is like a hundred K right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's and it's it's sort of interesting. And, and so it's sort of you kind of take the temperature based on what that team looks like. And that team is is definitely struggling. And I think the Estuban thing was was a, especially tough for some people because he wasn't started by everybody. But everyone ultimately seemed like they kind of got him yeah. no matter what. Somehow. Because, <laughs> yeah, mostly because of Sven Botman and then maybe Ben Chilwell as well right with with mm-hmm. chillwell not um not being available he a lot of people what well, we we assume i mean that match is uh, is is on monday but uh very likely will not almost certainly will not have chillwell tomorrow so um yeah so with with him out and botman out uh, virtually everyone's going to get um those are stupid on minus 2 into their squad mm-hmm. uh, i thought you know maybe maybe some got saliba brandon i i feel like saliba's still kicking around a number of teams maybe some Certainly. folks got him yeah maybe yeah. gabrielle is is on people's benches yeah i should have <laughs> just held on she just held for the for the yeah. i should have long hauled with old, I, uh, with old gabrielle i i'm getting udagi off the bench assuming chillwell doesn't play which is almost certain and there was I mean, this this could lead us into uh, a brief uh discussion about var but the the yeah. beauty of that uh hilarious var offside call against luis diaz was i got to sweat my you doggy clean sheet for a few more minutes and that mm-hmm. was probably the happiest i was this this entire uh saturday at least uh, was, <laughs> the ten was thinking i got away with murder and, uh, 34 <laughs> or minute 34 minute 44 yeah, or whatever yeah. uh yeah whatever gag post scored yeah that was um so the theme of this week's pod is overrated, underrated, properly rated, Brandon. And we're going to go through some some highly owned players, some some low ownership players as well. I think uh, uh, we're going to give uh, the Joaquin Andersons of the world some due. Or is it Joachim? I assume it's Joaquin, Brandon, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure about that. We're not pronunciation experts. We do respect we, all of these players, and that's and really respect, the, where it ends. Yeah. yeah, and we respect pronunciation experts as well. They're, they're, <laughs> we rate them highly. Oh, yeah, we hear from uh, them often. <laughs> yeah, so that that's going to be the, the key theme of this week's pod. It's a, it's a chance to... to 
take stock of some of yeah. uh, some of the some of the players that are um, kind of on everyone's minds at the moment. So uh, that's the theme of this week's pod. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I uh, had some fun putting this one together. Uh, but there was a stato tossed in as I put out the call for who you want to overrate, who he wants to review in the overrated mm-hmm. underrated properly section. And Sato said, uh, "How do you rate VAR, Brandon? Video? What is it? Video assisted review? Is that what it is? Video? I think it's review? a video assistant referee." Uh, I think Video VAR okay. is the yeah. name of a referee. That's like that's like DVD standing for digital versatile disc, right? Which, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's uh, it's a clown show every single week. It makes the Premier League look so bad, right? It makes them mm-hmm. look just incredibly incompetent. I mean, you know, nobody likes long replay reviews, but in most other sports, if you spend a, a lot of time on this stuff, you do usually get to the right answer, right? It's, it's yep. the delays that people get mad about. What's crazy about VAR in England is they spend so long on this stuff and then they come to the wrong answer so frequently <laughs> at, a, at, a, at, a, at a volume that is unlike, and, and of course in this case, it was it was insane because uh, there was a, a They just got onside, up and walked away to get a cup of coffee. Yeah, and <laughs> a, a clearly a clearly onside goal. Um, and then they do, you know, they, they now like this season, it's been all about the instant check, right? Instant check. So somehow they checked it and said uh, they thought, um, and I'm not even going to remember all the names of the of the various referees. Um, was it? Well, I mean, you know, I'm not even going to go down that road. Darren uh, England they, was the VAR official. The VAR, that I, I remember. The, the pitch, he, he's um, he's the guy who's was. being tarred and feathered right now. Yeah, and I don't blame the on the on pitch people. I mean, this is what VR was for, right? Because at that angle, it he looks offside based on the defender that's next to him, right? But it's the defender 15 feet yeah. nearer to the touchline that 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 puts them on. Right. And so that's exactly what VR in theory is for, but because the VR referee thought that the goal that was called a goal and not an offside goal, he said that the goal stands. Check complete. (laughs) Just said check complete. Good to go. And then what's crazy is like seconds later, he clearly must have understood that like they didn't, they didn't call this. It's like, you can't go back into that. Like once you say the words check complete, it's like the door shuts behind you. You can't yeah. be like, Oh wait, I guess you misunderstood me or what it was like. Oh no, I guess. And then what happens of course, is that um, the goal doesn't count. The clean sheet stays intact. I don't get my Salah assist, which was quite annoying. And then son, the player I dropped Salah mm-hmm. for scores a goal a, a one minute later. And it was from, um, from a fantasy perspective, that was like a real, that was a kind of a sucker punch, I have to say. Um, but whatever it was Liverpool equalized. I mean, I, I guess you could argue that the VAR decision, um, cost them the match. I, I don't know. It's like this, the, 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 the moment it was so separate. I mean, if that, if that VR decision had come in the 87th minute or something like that, but I think, I think it was early enough that you can't necessarily directly attribute it to the, them getting zero, zero points mm-hmm. out of one or whatever, but, but still, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a gigantic mistake. I mean, this is not a VAR general pod or in general interest you would try to keep it a focus in fantasy although it certainly had major fantasy implications but um i don't know i mean how do they they keep saying that like vr is fine but the people are bad but i don't know that there's like a like a, a whole groom of people that are like waiting to take it's like the uh, who's who's going to come in that's better like I, you know so it's like as, as the people are the people so i don't understand it's like they're 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 kind of they're, the reason like, we have VAR is, yeah, the reason yeah. we have VAR is because people thought the officiating wasn't up to scratch and they need help. 
Who right. better than to run the help than the guys that you were disrespecting to begin with? <laughs> so if the yeah. solution to improving VAR is getting better officials, then I take you to the first part of this answer, which is, well, you only have VAR because you didn't have better officials. If you have better officials, you don't need VAR. And the reason the reason you'd make a case against VAR is not because I'm afraid of computers or I'm afraid of yeah. uh, guys in little locked rooms looking at screens. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But it is it is so clear that VAR has sucked a sucked the enjoyment out of the live match experience. Uh, it also is creating all sorts of pronounced conspiratorial thinking that I think everyone wants to avoid. Now, instead yeah. of just saying the match officials uh, are having poor performances, people are suggesting there are, you know, deeper conspiracies afoot, uh, you know, yeah. that might favor one club over another. And that's totally against whatever the Premier League or PGMO yeah. would no, want. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's like that general rule, like don't don't ascribe malicious intent when malicious malicious intent when incompetence can be more readily ascribed, right? And that's it's clearly a matter of incompetence. What I don't understand is, and also, I mean, that match was just a VA. I mean, because like. Yeah, the red card that was like, just really honestly, it's like it's like a, a only in VAR is that a red, right? It's like he gets the ball, his foot touches the ball first, goes over the ball, and accidentally gets gets Basuma in the leg. I mean, it's just that three years ago for whenever you know, it's like that's not a red, and and I don't even that one. At least at least there's like a kind of like by the letter of the law, but there's just so much of that now, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing with like too many laws. It's there's too many laws. Right. And it's like the, it's the same thing with, uh, now if you're, if you, you know, play a ball into the box, you, you're not looking for a, a, a player necessarily, right. You're looking for a hand, like you're looking for a, for an elbow that you can, yeah. that yeah. because by the letter of the law, that is a handball. And it's just, it's, it's, it makes it very tedious. And, um, it, it just feels like, um, they, I think they basically like they fixed the big problem, which was the offside stuff, right? Like that to me is, is solved effectively. Like they made the lines thicker and that, pretty much means that like you any really outrageous egregious offside stuff it's just it's all fine right so like i in general it's like the va stuff now is is the more kind of incompetent but it's just weird to me because like in major league baseball they they basically implemented a var system this year uh or a couple i guess maybe it was two years ago and now it's like you know if there's a, a stolen base or whatever right they um they'll they'll or something really close right play at first base and it's super tight um and they'll they'll take a look at it um, but they have a dedicated team and that's all they do for every match day is like they, 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 all they do is they look at all of these games and they, and then they have like a team of people who just look at them and make decisions. They don't have like the guy whose day off it is or whatever, like come in <laughs> who clearly resents the entire idea of this, right? The whole, like the very concept of VAR is like, is like, Hey, we want to replace you with robots, you know, here, here, robot well, can you boy. Be like, complicit what do you, in what do you, this plan? Yeah. yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you tell one of your teammates that he got it all wrong? Like, it's like, of course, like it's just, it's so bad. It's so, it's so poorly managed. And it's just like, it's just crazy that it's still this bad. And it just, I don't know. We should really stop right now, right? We're uh, we're uh, yeah. We got a UK trip coming up. Yeah, here. we're going to go see uh, some know, of our yeah. friends at the Premier League uh, in a couple of months. So you Listen, know, hey, we love everyone we've met and talked to is awesome. But I think we can all agree that VAR has some room for improvement. I think that's I think that's sure. fine. I'm that's really walking. This. We, we need to cut all of this. I think Brandon, this is a dangerous <laughs> step here. But no, no, I, I you know it's a. Uh, 
whatever. Hopefully it gets better. That's all we'll say about that. Brandon, uh, score check time. I am on a little green arrow. I'm on 51 yes. points. It's, uh, I think, I mean, unless things go chaotic tomorrow, I feel pretty confident keeping that green arrow because I still have Morris for the, the second match of the double game week. And who would really hurt me tomorrow? I guess Raheem Sterling, if you like completely went off. Uh, maybe a burn letter clean sheet. I don't know. I mean, the, not, not, yeah. not too many things, right? Yeah. Jackson, Jackson can't hurt us anymore. He's suspended. <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't have anybody to play tomorrow either. I'm sat on 37 points. If you assume you doggy comes in for Botman. So I'm, I'm well below the average at this point, dropped down to 2.1 million overall. The real horror show is my defense. So Kabore mm-hmm. still has one more match to play, but cumulatively I have one point from my yep. three defenders mm-hmm. and goalkeeper. So that's not great. Combine yeah. that with Rashford and Bruno in the midfield. Uh, it, it's just like f- more poor performances there, but goals, as we discussed from Morris Alvarez and Saka are good. And I'll hope to get something from Kabore and Morris against Burnley on Tuesday, yeah. but all this kind of leads me to a uh, wild card, which I will be playing ahead of game week eight. It seems I, I don't think I've ever played a wild card just prior to an international break, yeah. but um, I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it, it is right. Because especially yeah. with the early wild card where we're not trying to, you know, capitalize on some double game week bonanza or something like that. It's good. And it's just, I, I think we're, it really is Manchester United more than anything. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't take on any more evidence that this team is in free fall at this point and to be tripled up on them with Onana and goal. Just I, I, it's inexcusable at this point. And um, I've got a few drafts already, but there's a long way to go until the game week eight deadline. But it's, it's, I'm looking for ways to get Sala, Sun, and Holland in all together. And then the question would be, does Trippier come in or not? I, I hope we know more about Botman before the game week eight deadline, if he plays or not, because that would be, you know, I, I think I can convince myself for better or mm-hmm. worse that I can get away without Trippier. But on the, on the, on the other hand, I'm not sure how much my team gets improved by not having trippier and saving that you know like 1.5 million over somebody like char so I, i'm kind of leaning toward the trippier draft now yeah i think that you and i um have just like we're, we're officially like admitting defeat on the trippier thing mm-hmm. um i think we kind of did that last week but if we uh, if, if that white flag wasn't uh like readily present for everyone watching it it, it now is i yeah mm-hmm. i mean looking at your your squad here i i think it's going to be hard for you to do to be honest uh to fit everybody in right the trippier son Salah. i mean it's like some I, you know the thing i think you'd have to do and maybe maybe you can really dig into it on the on the patreon pod this week um and i'm going to propose something here brandon and mm. uh i think we should do the the patreon pod as a as a youtube and then we could, and then you could share some screens and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm going to feel free to delete this in post, Brandon, if you uh, <laughs> violently disagree with me. No, I think, I think that could be right. fun. I think you're yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Share some, share some screenshots and stuff. I think it'd be good chance to do that because uh, it's, it's hard. I always think it's hard when people talk about wild cards to like, I want to see it, you know, as people are talking about it. But I think, mm-hmm. I think you've got, you've got a kill your darlings situation with your wild card where I think 
to get that Sun Sala, I think you probably are going to have to drop Madison and maybe a stupid on. I think those are like the two that would really free up some free up some mm-hmm. space for you because um because I I think you're going to be tempted to get to get an Ellie Watkins again too and you're going <laughs> to kind of want you know well, to find a find a path there at some point as well. It, it, it certainly has crossed my mind and there's it's very it's it's very logical that the that the guy is going to take a huge amount of confidence from that performance yeah. as is the entire squad at at Aston yeah. Villa. Uh, and, and they've already been providing incredible attacking underlying stats. So now it's just kind of coming to bear. I really kind of don't understand what happened to, uh, to Brighton this week. We need, we need some actual analysis on that. They had a moment because I remember last week's pod, we were talking about how they won or lost every game one, three or one, four, right? It was like three, one, every, every match was either a three, one, four, one, 3-1 3-1 win or a 4-1 win or a 1-3 loss. And then it was, they were down 1-4. And I was like, great, this, this, the, the narrative is going to stay intact. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then and then Villa tacked on two more. What a, a low-key, awesome season Aston Villa are having right now. It's uh, it's yeah. fun. There's a great great variety. I, you know, I we've talked about this before. And this is this is a way for us to, um, we can transition into the, um, the overrated and underrated uh, thing in a second here. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're worried about making fantasy fun again, Brandon, um, yeah. I will say this weekend outside of today, which was like a one day international break. It was like, it was like, there was one match on and it was terrible. It yeah. was like a weirdly for a match that had two goals and a red card. It was like a borderline on, like it was, it was a real, I just really, the whole match I was watching this, I was like, I'm not enjoying myself is what I kept thinking. I mean, I had him bubble, but even besides that, it just, I don't know why that match had no buzz. I don't know where the, where the buzz was. <laughs> it's true. Um, was good, good pun on bees there uh, for all the Brentford listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unintentional, but, but, but fitting. But I, I felt like Saturday, uh, there was like the matches were interesting, even if, even mm. if they were not always competitive, I thought they were, I mean, obviously anytime when Villa beats a very good Brighton team, six, one, that is, that is of note, right? That's interesting. And yeah. Luton town getting, you know, getting a win, which I thought was, was, was kind of cool. And I was, I was happy for them too. And, um, man United losing again at home to, to palace and palace, yeah. another team that's, that's, you know, played, played some pretty impressive matches so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, uh, wolves beating man city is obviously, a huge win for them as well. It's very interesting, isn't it, that Man City have lost both of the matches since Rodri um, got suspended. I mean, he's obviously yeah. an incredible player, but it's kind of crazy that they're 0 for 2 since he's... You know, yeah, I think something that stood out definitely throughout their treble run last season is how incredible Rodri is in that yeah. system. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah so I, I guess like it, it, it can't surprise some people that Rodri missing is... Maybe it's it's like when Mings went off for Aston Villa. I'm yes, and I'm gonna compare Rodri to Mings. Uh, it's like when <laughs> yeah. Mings left the pitch in game week one against Newcastle, and yep. Villa just totally collapsed because you know they were missing their captain slash talisman, and it just does something weird to your your mind. Now, granted, City are more accomplished and should have a game plan, and they have days and days to prepare for these matches, but. But anyway, and the, the last match to point out, especially fantasy wise, is the hat trick of penalty takers for Arsenal in that Bournemouth yeah. match. Saka, Odegaard, and Havertz. Um, I mean, I guess it's good for team camaraderie, but for for fantasy, it's absolutely diabolical. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do, uh, Brandon. It's it's. 
I, I think you've got some really interesting choices to make uh, over the next uh, the next handful of days. And you know what? Here's the here. How about this for a transition? Do it. And I look forward to hearing more about these choices on our Thursday evening bonus pod for our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. Thursday night live on YouTube. We're going to do a uh, Patreon pod exclusively. So I guess what we'll do is we'll just make that link exclusive for Patreon supporters. We'll drop it yep. into, uh, we'll drop it into the discord. We'll also, um, we'll do it as a, as a post on, yeah. um, on yeah, our, on exactly send out an email yeah. from, from Patreon. So keep an eye out yeah. for that. You'll find yeah. it. Um, so, but if you want to support the podcast, it's the first of the month. So it's a great time to, to get in. Uh, and, uh, our, the discord especially is just a really, it is a, it is a cheerful lot. And if you're looking to make fantasy fun again, uh, that is a, it's a great place to go, whether you're having a good season or a, or a poor one, uh, so far still only seven weeks in, uh, but, uh, you get the extra podcast each week. You can chat with us on discord. There's uh, discounts on merch and, uh, all kinds of other stuff. So patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go. Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back and we'll talk about overrated, underrated, and properly rated players. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Brian, we're back. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. We're going to do this by position just to make it a little easier to listen to. Uh, I did put out the call on Twitter and Discord uh, for ease of listening, Brandon. We will not be reading off questions in this section, though. So uh, thank you to everyone who contributed ideas for this week's pod. You know who you are, and you'll be thanked privately with uh, cash uh, Brandon, send them some money, please. Big time. Okay. Pod. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, Brandon, Brandon's going to work that, work that stuff out pay out of his pay out of pocket. All right. We're going to start things off, Brandon. Uh, I, I'm starting this thing off spicy. Okay. Okay. Erlen Holland, 14.1 million, eight goals, one assist, 91.9% <laughs> owned. <laughs> Is Erlen Holland and and we can sort of, you know, overrated and underrated obviously takes on different meaning in different, yeah. in different, cases context. right uh-huh. Uh-huh. in different contexts obviously erlin holland is uh arguably the world's greatest forward certainly up there with 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 kane and um, maybe i don't know lewandowski is maybe a little too old now uh oceanman can we throw him in there maybe too uh but uh, you know one of the one of the absolute best forwards in the world certainly mm-hmm. um but he has been uh the perma captain uh for for virtually all of us he has not completely failed to deliver but He's had 
uh, blanked in game week seven. Uh, I think he had six points, no bonus in six, six points, no bonus in five. So not terrible by any means, but uh, there have been better options and, and and not just better options among like players that nobody owns, like better options that were clearly better options going into the match, right? Like you could have seen a path for X or Y player being not, not necessarily on Man City, right? But like uh, uh, an Odegaard in some cases, or we're, we're going to see it in game week eight, right? We can talk about this later. Like Sun and Madison are both excellent picks uh, in, the, in the Luton match for for an alternative mm-hmm. captaincy with, with Man City and Arsenal playing a game week eight. So do you think at this mm-hmm. stage, seven weeks in, that Erlen Holland, even if we're just thinking about the captaincy itself, right? Is yeah. Erlen Holland a little bit overrated in fantasy at this point? I guess fourteen point one million too pricey, right? Yeah, I'm willing to go along with that argument. I think I put myself in the properly rated camp uh, okay. ultimately because I, I do think to score goals, maybe maybe we're just like level setting Holland after his like just like brutal efficiency of yeah. of last season, and I but I still think he is the same player. Uh, he's just missed a few key chances. Like I, a couple of matches already in the Premier League season stand out uh, that I think if he puts a couple of those chances away, we're not having yeah. this level of, of of deep questioning about Holland. So uh, that's the argument for him being properly rated. For him to be overrated, I think, yes, you do. It is really just in the context of the captaincy discussion. And... With Sun and Sala uh, emerging, I mean, who who else is in yeah. that captaincy conversation right Sokka. now? But I think Saka for sure. Yeah, right. And they're properly they've properly emerged as captaincy options. I guess you could say. Yeah. Can you uh, believe Saka handed off two pens? Two pens. Okay, one yeah. one I could kind of understand, but we handed off the second pen to Kai Havertz. That was a. That was a kind of honestly in its own weird, unique way. That was an all time fantasy moment where I was just like the first pen. I was like, okay, maybe he'll do this. Maybe he'll give it to, even though he was standing with the ball. Right. So that made it especially painful. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like someone was, you know, he, I, I guess he was protecting the spot or whatever, but it looked, looked to all rights. Like he was going to take it. Then he pan up. Okay. I guess that's happened before annoying, but possible. <laughs> but then the second one, you're like, surely like, yeah. doesn't he have a goal bonus like in his salary structure or something like that? Hey, I thought these this guys all this guy, he's not hyper capitalist. He, he's got all the money no, he needs. That's and, true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I, um, you think he's like yeah. the first like a uh, Marxist? Uh, totally. I want it. Yeah, would it be amazing if like you like, like they like open up his locker and he's got like a like a bunch of like uh, like texts about you know the communal experience and sort of uh, sharing everything. And, I'd yeah, love that. Be, I'd love that for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching the Arsenal match by way of the goal rush. Like they just take you to the game where they've just scored a goal, and yeah. I was not impressed. There were a number of penalties on Saturday and goal rush like gave spoilers like there's a penalty and they have scored it. And I'm like, no, just let me watch it and see if they scored or not. Why don't you just cut in too? Why are they again? I don't want to get, we're going to get into much trouble in this pod, but I I would love, I love the cut in when it happens. Like I, I feel like sometimes it's like, Someone's down with a with an injury for four minutes. And you're like, this is a great chance to cut Plenty away. Of time. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I they think, they they, oh, they so, whipped us over to the Arsenal, yep. and I saw um, uh, Odegaard on the spot, and I was just like, lordy, lordy, 
I need I need my fantasy yeah. points, not this. Yeah. And uh yeah, we'll talk about Odegaard more. He's he's in he's coming up here, Brandon. Yeah. But I think um yeah, you got you got kind of screwed because you I know that the the Man United game was the featured match <laughs> on that. Uh and that was that was a game you had to watch because of your three players. I but it was, just, it was yeah. pretty pretty clearly the worst game of the three, unless you're mm-hmm. a unless you're a Crystal Palace supporter. By the way, we now officially have tickets. I forgot to mention this mm. at the top of the pod. We've got tickets to Selhurst Park. So our UK trip coming up, uh, that's uh, game week 12, the weekend of November 11th. Uh, we are going to be at the West Ham uh, Olympiacos. And that'd be kind of fun to see Olympiacos. Yeah, that's the Thursday and, night Europa League yeah, match. Great old, then, great club. Yeah. Yeah. And then Friday is when we're planning our listener meetups uh, somewhere yep. in London. Details to yep. come. And then yeah. a couple more matches on the weekend, which you just got that's us right. tickets for. Uh, and uh, yeah. which which matches are those? Yeah, that's uh, Palace hosting Everton. Uh, probably the probably the premier match that weekend, Brandon. I assume that's the one that all the TV <laughs> networks. Now we've got we've got that, and then the next day, I, I'm actually super excited about that. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, yeah, we really heard great fun. things about Sellers yeah. Park. Yeah, really want to go there and check it out. And then uh, the next day, we'll be at Stamford Bridge for uh, for uh, Chelsea hosting Man City. Uh, which is the um, the 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 four thirty p.m. Uh, final game uh, of of the game week on Sunday. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And you and I are doing the um, the hospitality experience there. So we'll tell you how that goes, Brandon. We're going to be uh, hobnobbing. I, I don't know if we have to wear jackets or what, but that's going to be that's going to be we're going to be uh, yeah. with the you know with the elite. Uh, you know, I need a pocket square. You know, maybe we'll get poppies because it is Remembrance Weekend, so we'll have to uh, see if we have to get poppied up for that. Absolutely. Anyway, all right, back to back back to uh, our regular scheduled content. Erlen Holland, I agree. He's probably uh, turning into a slightly overrated perma captain. Right. As looking at it purely through the lens of whether we should be not even thinking about whether to captain him or not. I think at the moment, I have to admit, I have him on my, I have him captained for game week eight. So uh, I'm, I'm still falling into that trap. We'll see. We'll see if I get sun. If I get sun for game week eight, then that might, you know, change things. Mm-hmm. Madison seems less, I don't know. I feel for some part of me is like, I just can't quite get there with Madison as a captain. But. Yeah. I have that same hesitation with Madison. That's, I think it's because he is so involved all over the pitch yeah. covers a lot yeah. of grass and sun. You just kind of know what the remit is for him. It's goals. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's exactly it. It's like Madison, it, a couple more things have to go right for him to, to have a really big return. Um, so, Julian Alvarez is the other uh, Man City player that we've got in this in this section here, and he's an I think an interesting case. He's only seven million, uh, three goals, five assists, uh, up to thirty two percent owned. So it's it's climbed a lot. I feel like he is, I think, still slightly underrated. And I guess what the reason I will say that is because I still sense a like a kind of disappointment in him or like a, like a reluctance to hold him or see him as a long-term option. I feel like there's still, um, it's like people are kind of itching to, to drop him. And I, and I still, I don't quite understand it because to me, he's still just probably set and forget until, um, you know, until KDB comes back, which isn't expected to be until the new year. It's just, he's just too valuable to this, this team right now. He has too many things. And, I mean, he really is kind of playing like a KDB. I mean, that that free kick goal was a beauty, right? Mm-hmm. An absolutely 
you know, un, un, unstoppable goal from the keeper, right? Like just a postage stamp uh, upper left. And so I think, uh, I, you know, I'm just super impressed with, with, with him. And I think Pep is as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Will he occasionally get rotated out or around? Yes. But at 7 million, it's it just seems like you've got to just kind of stick with them. So um, yeah. What do you think about? He progress? hasn't been rotated yet. Um, yeah. Not even yeah. in, in like the yeah. midweek cup match. Pep clearly loves him, clearly views yeah. him as uh, an essential piece of his starting 11 and he's playing yeah. really well. Uh, yeah. So the, as far as, as far as fantasy value goes, I think he is still underrated uh, because yeah, I, I sense that too amongst fantasy managers that we engage with. There's just this kind of, there's just this weird lack of enthusiasm about him yeah. where he is probably the biggest gift that we've been given from FPL this season. Yeah. For uh, Man City, certainly. Right. Like probably, yeah. the, probably the biggest gift from Man City. And in, in, I don't know, I guess since Holland last year, right. Cause there was a moment early on when, I mean, Holland was not, I, I will tell you this, Brendan Holland was not 91.9% owned this early in the season last year. He, he got there, but I think even at the start of the season, I, I don't think his ownership was higher than 30% going into um, going into game week one, at least there's just no way, right? It was, yeah. it was kind of controversial, uh, whether you were going to have him or not to start the season. I think last game week when Foden scored the early goal for city, you thought, oh, well, this might rationalize the, the lack of enthusiasm for Alvarez where people are still thinking there are other options in this city team that I want to be open yeah. to. But yep. I think that free kick goal this weekend against wolves underscored how no Alvarez is, is the clear second pick to have. Yep. Uh, the real problem is when you try to get cute with players like uh, with players like Foden. And I admit, I gave I gave the Brandon guarantee of the week that Doku would return against Wolves. I missed. Yep. I yep. rarely miss, but I missed that one. No, you did. It was a it was a bona fide Cajun style guarantee, and it mm-hmm. was you know didn't didn't come to pass. But I, I think it will next time. Yeah, Brandon. you for a moment thought that uh, Gambit from the X Men had actually come in to be the third <laughs> cheater, and that was just I me really doing did. my famous and Gambit you were just accent. Doing, you were just recording the pod in a leather duster mm-hmm. and holding a pack of playing cards in your hand. So it did. You can understand why someone would think you were. I was talking to totally. Gambit. Um, next player, Brandon. So okay, so we were uh, Alvarez. We're, Holland were saying properly rated. Alvarez were saying slightly underrated still, mm-hmm. um, at least in terms of, you know, again, we're, we're, we're sort of making up our terms here as we go. It's a little different in each case, Brandon. Some yeah. the underrated and overrated don't mean the same thing in, every, fluid. in terms of every player. It's fluid. Exactly. Um, Ali Watkins is next. Eight million, four goals, six assists, 21.7% owned. You were telling me uh, in the break uh, I did not realize just how extreme the XG results were between uh, between the two squads, and it it so it does point I think to you can't just look at goals and assists, and and I don't think we're doing that with our with our commentary here, but um, I think that uh, yeah, the fact that Brighton had a higher XG than Villa yesterday and uh, lost the match six one uh, does mean you should take you know all, all kind of numbers this early in the season. Uh, with a grain of salt, but I think Ali's Ali is what I think he's in his fourth season now in the Premier League, maybe fifth. I think it's his fourth though, and um, he's, he's been incredibly consistent. It's his I fourth, think yeah. 
It's his fourth, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think there was a little bit of concern about his price going into the season, um, a feeling maybe he wasn't quite worth $8 million. Well, lo and behold, Brandon, we're seven weeks into the season, and he's the top overall points getter in fantasy. So uh, for the top overall points getter in fantasy to be, and I granted, it's, it's, it's skewed a little bit by one, by one big game, but he has been, I mean, he's had returns in what? six out of seven matches. It's not one blank not yep. like a total. Yeah. One blank on the season. So I think uh, we have to consider Ollie Watkins underrated, if not hugely underrated. Let's be, let's be totally honest here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do feel like I had this coming missing out on his return. Cause I've, I, I, I hate doing the toot your own horn, but I do feel like I have been, in the camp since he came to Villa from Brentford of like this guy found his level in the premier league. And I don't yep. think it took him all as long as, as many people would report. And I think that we're, we are getting a performance from Ollie Watkins that we should suspect. And I think the trick was that he wasn't scoring many goals the first month of the season. And that caused us in this moment in time to underrate him and he's yeah. punished us all for it he's a really gifted striker he has i mean if you have Watkins right now you must be feeling so good i mean i think our friend the general yeah. held on to Watkins and many other obviously 21 percent owned i mean a lot of people listening should have him in their squads he passes the bi- he, he passes the bicep test too you look at this this guy's a stud you know yeah. he's just yeah, you know, he's kind of unassuming in his look. Lots of people say he looks just like an auto-generated FIFA character, but mm-hmm. he's got like the veins coming out of his biceps. The guy is yeah. just like yeah. a total uh, um, athlete, and yeah. uh, he's. I, 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 I hope he. I hope he keeps this going. Can we afford to get him back? This is my concern on the wild card. Is is do you forego uh, the 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 three four three? I really love playing with three strikers and Watkins. If you're playing with three up front, I just like Watkins feels like still a fun player to have. I I feel like I'd rather have, if you were, okay, let me, let me put it, let me reframe it for you. Would you rather have Madison or Watkins over the next 10 weeks or whatever? I think I go Madison there because Madison is also fun to uh he is um, yeah he's he's also fun i i think i think i i think i would go watkins in that case i actually think um it's a i don't know maybe i like you i just always my brain always wants to default to, to like scoring. a three four three or or yeah. yeah or a four three three right um yeah i mean villa over the next five wolves west ham luton town forest fulham uh and let's see spurs in the next five is Luton Town, uh, Fulham, very similar. Luton <laughs> Fulham, Palace, Chelsea, Wolves. So both both good in in, in you know in both cases. I think um, I don't know. I just think with Watkins' form, he might be he might have a. So what what are you thinking about Watkins in terms of your team? Because you, yeah. you you have no clear just don't path have an to easy getting. Way to, I don't have a. I don't have a. I, you know my path is not impossible it it just requires me to forego sun uh i think that's really the only way to do it at the moment i've got so i've got morris who can turn into you know somebody uh some other forward um if i don't keep him and uh, he's at he's at he's five five i've got 1.3 in the bank so basically i need to find another million but i i, I feel like i've got to make some tough decisions here i mean in bomo uh we'll talk about him shortly it feels like he's got to go 
Um, I can't, I, I, I think that Odegaard is really Spicy. In, in absolutely incredible form at the moment. And the thing that's fun about Odegaard too, is he is the kind of player that can get you like a really big match, right? Like if you're looking for like, oh, I want to transfer and I want to bring in somebody who could possibly get me like, I, I don't know, like a Watkins level return, right? Like 15 <laughs> to 20, 20 plus points. Odegaard is one of those players, yeah. right? Because uh-huh. you know, Sokka is going to give him a pen or two over the next few weeks. <laughs> and, uh, and he also, he is, you know, creating chances for people all over the pitch. Um, he's, yeah, I mean, it's, he's just, he's just a terrific player. And, uh, so, you know, I think that, um, I, so Odegaard's up there, Watkins is up there. There's just a lot of players that I'm, um, that I'm kind of excited about. And I think, I think for me, it's, you know, this is kind of just, it's, it's the Salah problem again, which is that I, it's nice to have Salah in my squad because he's so consistent, but just crazy how much having a 12.5 million player yeah. just really forces me to is, make maybe he is really the... tough choices. I don't know. He's the one that has to go. Backpedaling yeah. on our whole Salas the season's cane argument from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't want to go super far down the Salah road here. Uh, in fact, we can just talk about him now and then we'll, I mean, talk about our last forward here. But uh, so Salah is, you know, he's 12.6 million, 31% owned. So high, but not insanely high by his kind of previous standards. Um, but I actually think he's got a really incredible five-week run coming up here. Um, Brighton away, and Brighton just do not keep clean sheets, right? Like this is just like what we've – it's remarkable how uh, Stupinon has not kept a single clean sheet so far this season. <laughs> it's amazing he's been such a good fantasy asset without keeping a single clean sheet. Uh, so they have Brighton away, then Everton and Forest at home, two great back-to-back matches. Uh, Luton away in uh, game week 11, and then Brentford at home. And Flecken may be the worst keeper in the Premier League. So I think there's a real, <laughs> I, I genuinely, I, he might be the worst keeper in the Premier League. And so I think it's it's incredible. I mean, he's so bad. And so I think that's it's just an incredible five-match run. And then, so I think um, if you... If you have a chance to bring in Salah now, I think I think it's still worth some of the other sacrifices that you've got to make in your squad. I just think someone, one of those big guns on a wild card is going to have to go between. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really, I guess it's just really Sun and Saka. It's just really hard to have, or I mean, Sun and Salah. It's just really hard to have those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, and I do feel like Trippier feels like a, probably a must have at this point. His ownership's getting pretty high as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think Sala is is suddenly finding himself in the overrated column. And that's it feels unfair to say that because watching him and watching Liverpool Liverpool have been excellent this season. Yep. Everybody knows that. And Sala yes. has been contributing in interesting new ways to, mm-hmm. to Liverpool's victories, turning yeah. provider in a lot of situations. He's looked on it. And yep. uh I I don't want to dismiss that. But just in terms of uh, he he's be he's become overrated by virtue of so many other players in the in the fantasy game doing well around him. And that's his, that's yeah. his biggest weakness. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I, I, I think I think part of what, what makes it frustrating with him is uh, he, a lot of these other players. You can, it's, it's kind of fun to mix and match. Right. Ah, Sterling's not working out for me. Let me try this player. Oh, and Bomo's not working out for me. Let me try this player. But with Salah, it's like either you stick with him through thick and thin or mm-hmm. there's no like like for like swap that you can make with it's him, marriage right? it's, 
Yeah, it's a marriage exactly through the thick and thin. You just have to just to put up with it, Brandon. And yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> in a good way, it's great. It's a wonder. It's very very fulfilling. Otherwise, um, don't listen to this. In junk. the end, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> by the end, by the end, Brandon, you're happy. You did it. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, one last forward though, and I this is like we don't have to spend very long on him, but I just did want to quickly shout out Dominic Solanke, uh, six point four million, three goals, one assist. Um, and the reason I'm shouting him out is because he's 2.2% wow. owned. And that just seems very low for a player who I think is, is a really dangerous fantasy asset and somebody who yeah. um, is a price point that most people can get to fairly easily. He replace, you know, It's like if you, if you get an injured forward or you can't get to Watkins or you're like, ah, I just really don't want to have Morris any longer than I possibly have to. Um, I think that he's at 6.4, somebody that you want. And I don't, but for the record, I don't know why you'd feel the urgent need to drop Morris, right? He's got three goals in the season now. He's 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> like, he's putting up um, Solanke numbers. Yeah, I mean, three goals and one assist on the season at 5'5 five, five is, is really not, it's not, it, you know, it's just, it's just two not of them that are bad. pens. Yeah. You have to, but, but, but that's, but I mean, that's, count. that's part of the, that's priced in, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. part of what you're getting with, with, um, yeah. with a player like that. That's why I honestly, that's why he's like the extra 0.5 million, right? Is because yeah. the, the pens. I want to know more about this 2.2% of fantasy managers who have Solanke right now. Like, who are you? Are they uh, having a good list- time? Yeah. Re- yeah. Reach out. <laughs> I want to take a peek under the hood. I'm curious. I'm curious too. Yeah. If you're a Solanke owner, let's, um, let's do an hour with them, Brandon. Let's do like a full mm. 60 minute style. Um, that's just about Dominic. Yeah. That'd be actually, yeah. a, that'd be like a great challenge for the pod. Could you and I, <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do that. Like an Pick a break. random player I, out of a hat and do 60 yeah, minutes on him. Six, a, a full 60 minute pod where we just talk about mm. that player. That would be incredible. Straight I think into the main that. feed. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to do that. We should find like a, I want like a random, some kind of random generator. We plug every player's name and it has to spit one out. So we, we really can't cheat at all. Right. Like Holland, we could obviously do, but like, you know, what happens if we get Issa Kabore, you know, could we do 60 minutes on Kabore? I don't know. You know it it feels hard. Re- it feels difficult. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, it's not like, you know, it's not like improv. Like we could do some, some video <laughs> you know, research or whatever. Um, Anyway, all right, let's move on to the midfielders. Uh, this is kind of the main uh, main section here. Um, we're warmed up, though, Brennan, so I think mm-hmm. we're going to go through this fast. Uh, West Ham mids, thought we'd kick them off a little bit. We don't we don't talk about West Ham as much as we should, Brandon. And uh, with, with the looming Olympiacos Europa League match, I assume they're going to start resting players early, you know, ahead of that one. It's a big one. Um, yeah, we've got uh, James Ward-Prowse and Jared Bowen, sort of, think you got to think about them together because uh jwp is 6.3 million uh two goals and three assists uh, didn't play in the first game week as well so um right the number could be even higher he's got a 13.5 yeah. percent owned jared bowen 7.2 million so not you know about a million uh, more expensive five goals and one assist though wow really terrific start uh, effectively the same ownership as as Bowen, or I mean, as his word process at 15%, so 1.5% um, more. So what are, what do you think about these two players? I mean, it, are, like, are yeah. they sort of, are they, I, I guess my, my in, in instincts are that Ward Prowse is, is, well, I, Ward Prowse is moving towards being properly rated, yes. right? People are talking about him more and more and he's gotten a lot of praise for his contributions, rightly so. 
Whereas Bowen, I think because last year was kind of a bust, restarted the season at like 8.5 million and really disappointed, came on late, but kind of too late to be on anybody's radar. Um, and the fact that he's knocked in five goals and one assist at at a very reasonable price, it's at 7.2 million. He's probably underrated at this point, I'd say. Yes. And, you know, looking ahead to West Ham's fixtures, not a great game week eight, uh, but from there, um, I guess eight and nine. The next couple aren't awesome. They play Newcastle, home Villa away, but then you know Everton, Brentford, Forest, and the three after that. So it's it's not a terrible. Um, and and, and, and uh, Bowen may and I'm sorry, I'll let you talk after this. But Bowen, <laughs> no, I'm, Bowen, I'm in, I'm yeah, it. Bowen may actually be. Maybe they both are a little bit. Um, kind of fixture proof, where you could sort of see them getting attacking returns in any kind yeah. of match. Yeah. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. with your uh, with your categorization there, where Bowen is underrated and Ward Prowse is properly rated. I mean, I think he's properly rated in that um, he just is. Like we know what he's doing on set pieces, and the way I was thinking about it going into game week seven, because West Ham was like on a lot of people's radar, and we're getting a lot of questions from our supporters about how to fit them into our team. And I was thinking, yeah. well, Ward Prowse is is a good fit for your team if you're if you have a smaller budget to work with and he's a good long-term hold whereas jared bowen is has the higher point ceiling is more explosive but uh the the eight million price tag could really shake up your the rest of your fantasy squad and that's not for everybody i think there's a little bit of risk there i guess i mean but that's that's kind of operating under the assumption that West Ham are a risky team to buy into. And I think that they have actually had a very good start to the Premier League season and have basically put last season behind them. They figured out uh, how to make it work in the league while also being a European team. So I love West Ham. I think they're, I I think they're a good team to buy into. Ward Prowse just still kind of seems like a good fantasy friendly pick i don't know this is where you and i differ where i'm always the one going for the the tidy little pen that you can have in your pocket (laughs) whenever you need it and you're and you and you uh want the the big star i see the case for wordpress you know i I really do um if i i I actually think maybe like many other people i i look at my team for game week eight and i i see a lot of spots i don't love i mean and bomo playing away to man united is probably a good hold. It just feels like a match where he could get an attack in return, right? Like there's definitely counter, counterattacking opportunities and, yep. and man, you had just are really struggling um, to defend right now. Um, so yeah, I've been like in like Morris at home uh, to Spurs. I don't know. How do you feel about that one? Like, are you not great? Um, I think Spurs yeah. are playing incredible defense right now. The keeper is yeah. awesome. Van de Ven yeah. is really bedded in, making yeah. up for Romero's insanity. And both fullbacks, yeah. Poro had a really strong game against Liverpool, and Udagi is one of the best defensive signings of the season. So there you go. It's like I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have Morris come off the bench for a player who didn't play. You yes. know, it's like a, yes. it's like a, it doesn't feel like I'm putting my best foot forward if I start with him. And uh, so I could, I could maybe consider a minus four if 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 it all kind of clicked. There was a part of me that wanted to move Saka to Sun for this Luton match, and now I'm just a little too scared to do that. Just, I just think if 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 Arsenal were playing away to Man City, I might 
I might have considered it. But I also think, and just if I'm not, let me make, I'm sure I'm 100% right about this, but Man City will still not have Rodri, right, for that. Um, for this, yeah, they, they I think will he yeah, has one more match, right? Is it is it just one more match for violent conduct? Yeah, one more because um, they did have a um, the Carabao Cup. So it was Carabao Cup. The weekend, the Wolves match, and yeah. now the um, and now the Arsenal match. So it's a pretty. So I think that's another reason, maybe to to hold on to Saka if you were considering, is that they are going to be playing a home match in a pretty good run of attacking form uh, without uh, without Rodri. So um, what's the deal yeah. with Saka though? I mean, he's there's all these <laughs> complaints about like, oh, he's hurt, he's got these injuries, and I, it, it's it's not like. I was talking with our friend Mike, who's a big Arsenal fan, and he was saying Arteta, certainly in the media, is trying to uh, figure out how to uh, get referees to have more sympathy for Saka. But this, this I really don't understand. Like, it's Saka's entire game is is there are some similarities to Grealish, right? Like, he just sucks yeah. defenders in to close quarters and beats them on the dribble. This is just the way it's going to happen. Yeah. Saka has to figure out how to get beyond this physically is my feeling but uh yeah. great player that he is i mean he did play you know and played well without practicing or anything so i liked his little headed goal i thought that was like a nice like that was like a, a, a like that's what like a really good player does right he was just in the right spot like he was just right in front of the goal yeah. right and he was and, oh and yeah, I, I, I mean, any, I love the goal. With Gabriel, hmm. Anytime you're playing with Gabriel Jesus, you uh, you got to expect some some misses, right? And so you just right. got to just park yourself in front of that goal. Yeah, yeah, feast on the on the scraps. No, yeah. I mean he's he's playing incredible football. It's just very annoying that there is this halo of of physical disability surrounding him at all times. I know. I don't know how much that's coming from him. To be fair, you know, I, I yeah, I think Arteta a little bit working the refs, and so I and I think that's okay. Well, anyway, let's get back to uh, I don't know. We went from James Ward Prowse to talking about Saka injuries. So uh, let's we we talked about Mbomo. I watched Brandon Bomo was the next player on my list here. Brand. We talked about Mbomo. I was really not. I don't know. I suppose Forrest have improved and, and, and that's not like a gimme match or a match where you'd expect massive attacking returns. Um, but I would have liked to have seen a little more from Mbomo in that match. And uh, it's at least he wasn't playing as a right back. That was good. He was properly advanced for this one. I think he will be, I think he'll, he will be again for Man United. I think, I think given the way that Brentford have played recently, I don't, see i think they need to kind of go for it in the man united match yeah they've not been playing well and that's the problem what we saw from brentford at the start of the season was like oh they are playing really well they're trying to show the world they don't need ivan tony to get three points but that's faded it's totally faded over the last few weeks and that's worrying i yeah it feels like it's a little bit to do with embomo's form more so brentford's like team form is not there they do this always like in the middle of the season they do right. They're like they're like it's just the, it's like always the path to ninth place for them. Like it's it, it it's it's hot forms and cold. And I think if they were, I don't know that he's not. If there was a great like, what is the single best fixture for game week eight? 
Like I, I guess I guess you have Spurs Spurs Luton right, but but Sun is Sun is a kind of slightly hard player to get to um, at, at nine nine point three million or whatever he is. I think beyond that, what's the second best? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Fulham's got it, hosting Sheffield United. I suppose it's, it it's Burn Leno time. Right. So yeah, Fulham of uh, Leno. I mean. Whew. Yeah. He's on he's on the list, Brandon, but I think we can just okay. close the case, close the book on him right now. Yeah. He is underrated or properly rated. I whatever he's certainly not overrated. He's it great, depends on who you're practice. talking to. If you're talking to somebody who's paying attention, they're definitely properly rating him. If you yeah, that's if you're not paying attention, you might underrate him. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. So we'll we'll call him uh properly. I think let's let's just say properly rated. Yes, I think if agreed. you're listening to this podcast, if you're 40 minutes, oh, you're, in, you're probably attention. in the, you're probably in the properly rated camp. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, Bomo, I think he uh, might just get a one week stay of execution just because I don't have that like super obvious transfer that, that makes sense for, for game week eight. Um, but you know, I, I will say I didn't even talk about it, but I made a real kind of boring transfer this week. I moved, um, I think I moved, yeah, I moved Chilwell to uh, Dan Byrne. Like mm-hmm. a move that just it screams, this is not exciting. There's nothing dramatic about it. Mm-hmm. But I turned an injured player into six points from Dan Byrne, right? And I and I and I got a double clean sheet from Newcastle. And it's like these like boring like eat your vegetables moves that sometimes yeah. are the absolute best way to get a green, you know, a green arrow. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was a really smart move. Uh, definitely. God, chasing chasing price rises was the absolute worst thing I could have done this work because done this this past week because that's how I ended up with Morris on by Monday because every week his price was going to rise. It still hasn't risen. I don't think. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Weird. Well, well, it has yeah, finally I mean, it finally you- rose. Would you have not made that move? I mean, think? I I don't think so. I think I was always going to make it. Um, okay. But there is, uh, you know, I can think of this as kind of in the spirit of the bus team. Like you, there's always a belief that there will be events that happen to you throughout the week that might change the course of your, yeah. your fantasy life. And who knows if I hadn't already made that move that, you know, uh, somebody I would have picked up on some numerology clues, perhaps, that I, that I shut myself off to. Because I had already made my move. I hate the way you shut yourself off to that kind of stuff, Brandon. We'll no, yeah, you, you do. The, you constantly say you don't like being around me uh, <laughs> in, in those weeks. All right. So we talked about uh, Odegaard. We'll call him. We'll call Odegaard uh, probably a little. I think we have to call him Odegaard because Odegaard has not had a single price rise yet this season. Odegaard has had an incredible season. So only three goals and two assists. I actually would have thought that was higher. I would have thought after th- through seven that he had a. So maybe it's just that the 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 big game makes are so big with him that it makes it seem like he's this you know incredibly dominant player. Yeah, it's like we were talking about Madison versus Son, and you want you prefer Son because of the goals, and Odegaard is like the greatest amalgamation of Madison and Son because he yeah. has become a, a a decent goal scorer. I think two yeah. of these three goals are pens like like Carlton Morris, but he's had a couple yeah. of goals I think chalked off or offside or, or fouls or or things like that, and that kind of inflates maybe our idea of or it, it at least demonstrates how his 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 sights are set properly. I love him on a wild card. Yeah. I would strongly consider getting Odegaard over Saka. I mean, there's a cheeky little point yeah. two price savings there at the moment. Yeah, and. 
Um, I, it's I, tempting I, to try to get both, even though it's super hard to do. Yeah, I wonder. See, like Spurs seem like they're likely to score more goals. There's some the narrative around Arsenal right now is that they're struggling to score like they did early last season. So are there enough goals around for you to want to double up on Arsenal? Because that closes you off to, you know, the either yeah. double Spurs or uh, getting a West Ham guy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's you could see the you could see the kind of Sala uh, Mane situation developing with these mm-hmm. two right now, and um, I I think it'd be tempting to try to get both. Again, it probably requires you to not have Sala. That's probably the only way to yeah. Really make okay, it so I'm looking at my drafts and just replace Sala with Odegaard, and then you've got a midfield four of Saka, Odegaard, Madison, Son. It's all North London, baby. Yeah, and then you probably could have three forwards up front yeah. as well, right? We you ride probably, with Ollie Watkins again. Yeah, you could have you could have Watkins, Alvarez, and Holland, and then maybe you can still fit in. Uh, um, you can still fit in Trippier too. And do you think uh, I'll I'll own, I'll not own Ollie Watkins for just one week this season? And it is the week <laughs> <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Just trying to think about it that way, because if you do, it's going to be hard to hard to do. Kind of makes me laugh um, a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, it's funny. That's true. It's funny. Um, okay, so we talked about him. We uh, Son is, I guess, Son is properly rated. What can you say about Son? He's properly rated. He's we love uh, him. Yeah, we love him. He had a, had a rough start. It looks like he's that whole that whole squad is playing well. He's settled in. Um, uh, Phil Foden. Overrated. overrated. I think it's our first overrated of the pod, Brandon. Uh, he's uh, 14% owned. I cannot believe he only has one goal and three assists in the season. It's just like, it feels like he's involved in everything. Like It's crazy. He really is involved in everything. It's like, it's not like, and I, and I guess at this point we can't call it fluky because this is what we kind of always get with Phil Foden, which is a player who is central to the attack involved in, I mean, it's a little bit like um, Jack Grealish, I suppose, right? Just uh, an incredibly important cog in Man City's attack, but just not necessarily the player who gets the fantasy returns, which is what, what we're looking for on this, on this here pod. Yeah. He's had a great season. I mean, his performance against Newcastle was one of my favorite performances IRL of the season, but you just, we, we have to stop trying to make him work as a fantasy asset. Yeah, I think that's right. We have to, and he's expensive. It's not like he's some yeah. six million, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, Matoma. I suppose he's properly rated because ownership is forty three point four percent. It feels like this is a like community versus um, versus overall. Like overall, he's highly owned. You have to you have to call him properly rated. Three goals and three assists, six point six million. I think um, maybe in the kind of the the community team thing I was talking about before, mm-hmm. I think he's probably a little underrated because it's been such a tough fixture run for Brighton. And um, I think you know I think that that's maybe they haven't had just like a when they had the nice run at the start of the season he was really excellent well yeah i mean let's see yeah i mean it uh yeah i mean he had attacking returns in three of his first four matches to start the season right before the first break and uh is blanked in two of the last three but again in the in the one really good match the bournemouth home match came off the bench and got 14 points so um i guess we'll but but you know again they have it's liverpool and man city in the next two from there the schedule really opens up and they've got a nice run so i'm going to call him 
like he's like a uh, I guess I'll just call him properly rated, maybe underrated a little bit in the FPL kind of in community. Yeah, I think properly rated is where I'd land. He's not benefiting from like there's just a high degree of chaos at Brighton at the moment, which I think they're actually they're thriving with the chaos. But yeah, there's, uh, there's been some rotation. Results have been crazy, as we talked at length about at the start of the pod. Yeah. So I feel like Matoma is in danger of being forgotten about by some managers. And I still haven't had him yet at all this season. And I always fear him whenever he's yeah. on the pitch. And I hope to own him at some point, but I am not. Uh, he like doesn't feel like, like I have to have him. No, and, and it won't be at least for the next couple of weeks. That's yeah. for sure. I think, yeah, they're, they're such a chaos team right now with the, is Brighton. I mean, just the fact they have not kept a single clean sheet so far this season is wild, which which does bring us to a stupid on uh, one goal, three assists, zero clean sheets, 59.9% owned. I have to say, because they're not quite defensively sound enough, Brendan, I think we have to call them, we have to call them a little overrated, a stupid on, as much as I love watching him play. Yeah. From a fantasy perspective, again. Uh, I totally agree. You have to go like halfway down the first page of of scoring defenders on the fantasy site to get to a Stupinon. And I think we talk about him on this podcast like he's A plus number one. Yeah. And, you know, s- suddenly Tri- Trippier is with a couple of good game weeks. It's just eating his lunch. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's a shame. I, he's... With his price tag, he's not a concern. Like I don't, you don't need to offload him, and you love to see an out of position defender, which he is often yeah. just like playing so far forward. But yep, on the whole, overrated. Because yeah. if you're trying to get like a Salah or even even just a Son, Odegaard, like a you know kind of expensive midfield and, and forward line, um, the five, the point five million or so that you can save moving him to um, like a Maddie Cash. Mm-hmm. where it's like you don't get the attacking returns, but you're probably quite a bit more likely to get a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, might be might be worth it. So it's um, it's definitely something to think about for, for anyone who's on a wild card this week. Um, Joachim Anderson, Joachim Anderson. Joachim, I Anderson, think, is how it Joachim goes. Joachim Anderson. It's um, $4.7 million, two goals, three assists. Two goals, not three assists. Two goals, three clean sheets. Uh, 10.3% team selected by. I have to give a little shout-out to FPL Hints here, Brandon, because he mm-hmm. put out that he is the seventh highest point scorer on the season. The uh, the A Crystal Palace central defender. And, of, of course, it's like a, maybe a little bit fluky. But still, the fact that he is so cheap that Palace have – impressed defensively they look very strong i mean did you get any takeaways from watching that palace man united match yesterday like were you you know any thoughts on on palace they struggle on the attack big time uh was my takeaway i mean having to start mateta up front was new for them i think that might have been his first start this season so that uh didn't help yeah yeah and as a just as they look bright but he Mm -hmm. um just is not destroying teams he can't do it alone yeah. uh, so they look they look like a really great yet somewhat incomplete squad and they're yeah. very fortunate that they can rely on a really solid defense excluding ward who is like it's a miracle that guy still gets minutes but sam johnstone still incredible keeper so i i like them i mean i think i think they'll finish uh top 10 with the bullet this season how many seasons do you think that Joel Ward has been in the Premier League for? If you just had to guess, 
uh, maybe like 11? 12. Whew. So there you Close. go. Now, that starts in, in 29, 2009, 2010, and then there is a three-year um, gap, and I think that's um, because Palace didn't come up until, mm-hmm. uh, until 2013. So uh, there you go. So it should be even longer, actually. Joel Ward should be a long – he should be a 14-year veteran, Brent, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he plays like it. Kieran Trippier might be underrated just on this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not anymore, though. Let's say actually, that, that's what we're going to call him. We're going to call him properly rated in general, underrated on this podcast. But now we have joined the crew of the properly rated. It's just it's just so easy for him to get attacking returns. I think that's what it is. There's just a lot of big, tall guys and players who can score. <laughs> and it's just it's just easy for him. And, and the defense is good. So even even if he doesn't get an attacking return, it's just yeah. easy for him to get a clean sheet. And that alone probably makes him worth worth owning. Now, the assist he got this weekend, we should be clear, was he tackled the crap out of some no-named Burnley, uh, <laughs> you know, un- yeah. non-controlled player, player and yeah. that led to the Almiron assist. So it wasn't like a classic set piece or ping cross. He, he tackled the ball to Almiron, but the points are the points, points are and the we points. respect them all the same. Let's properly rate this man. Give him right, his flowers. One, la- one last player to go. We did talk about Burn Leno. Uh, so I will just I will end things here, Brandon, with Kyle Walker, 5.3 million. Most importantly, has started all Man City matches so far this season. Uh, zero goals, three assists, which is actually kind of a high return for him uh, in terms of attacking returns. Uh, three clean sheets as well, and only 16.5% ownership. I think that he's pretty clearly the the just because Gavardial kind of surprisingly has not been able to hold down a starting spot. Yeah, in, I don't uh, get that. Really? Yeah, I don't get that either. Um, but I think uh, Walker is the one who doesn't have as much competition for a spot, especially the way that Pep will kind of move around the kind of bank. He'll do like a back three sometimes. He'll do like more of a more of a four at the back and stuff. But it, there's kind of always a spot for Walker, it seems like, in the, in mm-hmm. the, the formations that he puts out there. So um, I think that he has to be slightly underrated at this point. <sighs> I kind of want this to be the one where we uh, disagree and I want to mm-hmm. call him overrated. But it's like when my cat bites me and clearly doesn't know what she's doing. I don't know uh-huh. why it is that I want to call him overrated. It just feels good and natural to me. It does. I know it does. Five, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Kyle Walker. Speaking of the <laughs> Kyle Walker versus Joel Ward competition, Brandon, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Walker is in his 15th season wow. in the premier league. So Legend. he, all those, he started the same year as Joel Ward, but, uh, Joel Ward got those, uh, he did not have those three years in the championship the way Ward did. So, well, what are so? I mean, this is like it's more of a meta conversation with Walker because yeah, he's he's a great player. We uh, much much respect to the man, but it gets to the larger conundrum of Man City defense always having these great the best defensive stats in the league, but just yeah. being wildly disappointing as fantasy. <laughs> out. Yeah. You could argue that all man city defenders are overrated. I think that yeah. you, could, you could make a case, you could make a case for that for sure. Um, all right, well let's, let's move on, Brandon. Let's take one last break here and then we'll take a quick look at game week eight. Same old podcast. Always shady. 
All right, Ben, we're back. Game week eight kicks off uh, with uh, Luton Spurs on Saturday morning. That'll be the Luton's third match in eight days. I don't know if that, uh, I mean, it's not like they're going to be like chopping and changing too much. So you could see some yeah. some tired legs. Um, I know you're still in a wild card. And you don't know what, quite what your team's going to look like, but is there a chance that you'd be giving the captaincy to a player on Spurs for this match? Potentially. But, you know, it's it's the age-old, I don't want a captain in the first fixture of the game week. It is away yeah. from home, even yeah. though, you know, kind of Luton is, is... Are Luton still the best, the best, worst fixture to target, or is it Sheffield United? Sheffield United seem to be emerging as, as just like, I don't want to be around anymore type of club. <laughs> There's, uh, I mean, Burnley, there's a, I don't know, the, the Burnley, uh, the, what's his name? Getting the red card was a real Lyle Foster. Yeah. That Lyle was, Foster, that, that was, was bad. Yeah. If I end up with Sala, I think that's an interesting opportunity to, if you're looking to not go Holland, you would go Sala instead of Son, because as you've mm. noted with the stupid on Brighton, can I keep a clean sheet? to save yeah. their lives uh, and and Brighton just got absolutely done by Villa. And the case yeah. I was making for the Holland captaincy uh, to you a couple days ago was just like, this is going to be uh, a punching match. And I often the, these matches go one of two ways where it becomes like, tactical mastermind versus tactical mastermind and no one gets close to scoring a goal for 75 minutes or uh city will have three goals within the first 20 minutes because arsenal you know what they would prefer to be a little bit more expansive and pressing and if city play well which they haven't in the last couple of weeks they they could score them so i mean does city's form concern you at all here a little bit. I mean, I think uh, the champ, maybe, maybe it's like, it's hard to say before we see the champions league uh, yeah. matches this week, right? Like maybe man city just demolish somebody is it that get their kind of back reset a little bit. I don't know. I mean, we, we could also see some injuries. It does feel like a week to hold on your transfers just to be safe. Um, again, there's another advantage for Salah, I suppose, that he, even though Liverpool are in the Europa League so far, he hasn't really been playing in those matches, nor has he been playing in the um, in the Carabao Cup. He's, he's basically like a Premier League specialist this season, which is kind of like the dream with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think Salah's an interesting case. I hadn't actually really thought about him as a, as a potential option, but I think um, I think that's... I think that makes sense. It's like, I, I hate that the Spurs Luton match is the first match. Um, there's something about that for me. It's like psychologically, I do not like captaining somebody for the early fixture. It's just, if it doesn't go well, I'm so mm-hmm. I'm just in such a bad place uh, for the next like you know, 36 hours. But um, I think, I think you could certainly make an extremely strong case for honestly for Madison too, even though we kind of, neither of us could quite get there. I think um, just objectively, you could make a case that they're going to score two or three goals in that match. And there's an extremely good chance that he's involved in those uh-huh. goals, at least two of them. Right. It's like the floor for Madison seems pretty high this week. It's hard for me to imagine him not getting into some kind of attacking return. Um, so, and then, you know, Sun did go off with a little bit of an injury. I, I don't know. Like he's, he's been kind of battling a little something. I, I, he should be fine. And we'll certainly know more by Saturday, but I guess there's a little bit of an injury concern there with him as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he and Maddo looked quite uh, ecstatic 
when the final whistle blew. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, he was just noting. Yeah, we've been so preoccupied with these flags. I mean, relax with the flags, FPL site. You know, we can't, yeah, we can't exactly. handle it emotionally. We've gone, we've gone, we've gone flag crazy. Exactly. Now you wouldn't consider Bruno or Rashford. Brandon, Get out of here. I am yeah. so sick of the sight of these guys. <laughs> Rashford is in trouble. Like, they're, it's like, they're, it's, mm-hmm. they'll be fine ultimately, but man, it's, a, it's, they're in a trouble spot right now. I don't know if they'll be fine. I think that's really what the conversation has turned to is really amongst Man United fans, like really introspective, like, Yikes! We've got cancer, and uh, we don't know how to how to cure yeah. this because it's been going on for a decade at this point, yeah. and no amount of players or managers can fix it. It's crazy, isn't it? And they've had all this bad luck with the forwards, and I mean, now it's. I mean, the Greenwood. I mean, listen, the Greenwood Mason Greenwood situation is a is a whole separate. Um, it's but but regardless, it's not like Man United. It's like that's that's just a they, they were unlucky in the sense that they lost a talented young player and uh, Anthony being out now as well. And so like there's it, yeah, there's been a lot of chaos there, and it does feel like it's like they kind of they can get a Champions League spot, and then it's like but it's hard to like keep them. Anyway, l- listen, we this is like a, that's talk about t- something you could talk about for an hour. The Man United thing is its own separate <laughs> pod, but I think minutes, yeah. yeah. And that was a bad, yeah, exactly. I, I made the joke. I created this, this situation, but I think, um, I actually think it's a tricky week for the captaincy. If you don't take a, if you don't go for a Spurs pick, you might as well. Well, like, like, yeah, like I'm going and I'm like the, 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 the wasabi <laughs> no, we got to talk lady. it through. It's like, yeah. man, who wants to be a millionaire, you know? Yeah. I'm just talking it through. You could argue that it is a good week to go a little off the board with with a pick, uh, but I also think that Holland is fine and he will probably destroy Arsenal. That's uh, what mm-hmm. I would ex- I'd expect them to be up for this match. It seems like they're always a little. I think, mm-hmm. I think because the like spine of this team was built on a Man City manager and Man City players, right? At least I mean, I, obviously mm-hmm. Arteta did play for Arsenal, but you know, like the sort of the, they they brought up bunch of players over uh from well I, I, was it just two i guess it was just two right it's just zinchenko yeah, zinchenko and, uh, and getting jesus, jesus trying to think of any yeah. others uh yeah i guess that, i guess it's rice's team not, now not anyway this is it's more yeah, of a west exactly. ham team Declan rice's team yeah exactly so i think um but it does seem like they're just always maybe also because arsenal are you know contenders and so it um they're just always a little more up for the match i mean man city losing to wolves was great from a like table narrative standpoint like, there's mm-hmm. only one point now separating them from from Spurs and Arsenal, which is pretty cool. Liverpool only one point back from them as well. So uh, I, I would love, I mean, I think everybody would love a title race, but you also just have to kind of accept that like the title race is like, enjoy it as long as it lasts. Right. (laughs) Do not expect a title race in game week 37, but Uh if it's a title race in game week 20, that's not too early. It's fun. It's fun to look at the table right now after seven weeks and see who's up there. Right. It's it's, it's just, it's just fun. So, um, all right, well that's, you know, I haven't talked too much about my transfer this week because I, I actually, can't quite figure out what I'm going to do. Um, I might just ultimately hold honestly, cause I, I just can't, I can't see a transfer that makes complete sense unless I moved Sokka to, um, you know, if I, if I moved Sokka to sun the, and, and then maybe captain sun, that would be one move, but I just don't see moving Sokka as a worthwhile long-term transfer. And so I might just have to suck it up, not have sun for one match and hope that he hasn't, Come yeah. back to haunt me. That's usually the right way to play, in my opinion. Yeah. You should not do a kind of fear-based one-week transfer in general. Take it from me. Usually, if it's the early kickoff, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, if you don't have a, a certain player, 
because if they go off, it's not like they're going to go off for three goals and two assists. Yeah. Uh, that never happens. Um, yeah. Well, also, I, but but you know, you're in a good mood right now, and hope hope springs eternal, and you still got another yeah. Carlton Morris match to go. So let's see, let's see what happens. I, what will I do if Morris actually meets? Uh, what? what oh, I'd, I'd love it too. I mean, I've got Morris <laughs> myself. <laughs> but I have to do something to commemorate that. Um, so if you have any yeah. ideas of of something crazy but legal, I could do to commemorate yeah. Carlton Morris inevitably matching, nay, exceeding Watkins' return this game week. Please, please get at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We and maybe we'll do like a commemorative T-shirt or something like that, Brian. A commemorative mug, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pint glass, commemorative pint glass. <laughs> All right. The thanks, thanks everyone for listening this week. Oh, Brian, we didn't do our X uh, X D I H X Dog and Him of the Week, brought to you by the Hit Movie Strays. Uh, I am, I think you, I think you nailed it. I think, uh, he needs a little more shine. So, um, let's go with burned Leno at home. To Sheffield United. I <laughs> He's got he, that uh, dog in him brought to you yeah, by I the hit movie keeps, strays. I, yeah, I think he keeps clean sheet. Maybe he has a long ball. Maybe he gets an assist this week, Brandon. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> Just Leno get out there and chuck it as far and as hard as you can and turn exactly. it into fantasy gold dust. Exactly. Do you have a XDIH this week? You know, I was thinking, uh, and we you brought him up earlier in the show, Dominic Solanke, and I think oh, Everton yeah. are right for the pick in there. And I yep. want to see Big Dong, Big Dong. I want to see Big Dom, Big Dong, in a big way. Uh, yeah, and, and, he'd be and, a fun transfer. Morris Morris to Solanke could be a fun one, Brandon. Maybe you've maybe you've talked me into it because it's a nice little run for them. It's only it's like a three week run. It's not a great mm-hmm. run, but. Everton, Wolves, Burnley. There was a little bit of an injury worry with him, but uh, he played ninety in the Arsenal match, so he he must be he must be fine. Brandon, darn it, he must be fine. Yeah, I think so. Like you said, I too, think many, so. too many flags going on right now. We, the world's gone flag crazy. All right, well, I'll, I'll talk more about my transfer on Thursday. We'll do. We'll talk more about Brandon's wild card as well. So yeah. lots more uh, to discuss. If you want to uh, support the podcast and learn more about the wild card, just chat with the cheaters and our. Um, our uh, Patreon supporters. You can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. You can find out more about uh, everything, all the different pledge tiers there. Uh, and uh, yeah, and if you're at the higher levels, we also do have, we talked about commemorative mugs a second ago, but we do have commemorative mugs for people at the Volkswagen and producer tiers. Brennan, do you want to thank our producer supporters? As Great always, thanks. big thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Babas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead. Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild, Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah and Louise, Travis Grant, Julio Pena, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Frode Jacobson, Brennan. Daniel Hart, Lolly, and Ben Coombs. I th- now, Ben actually wrote to us Super after we uh, had, had some fun yeah. with his name, and yeah. uh, I, I think he, I think he suggested it was it was definitely Coombs. So, wait, yeah, we better we better confirm this. Hold on, I've got it here in the introduction section. <laughs> um, it's uh, hold on, I got to pull it up here because um, Coombs, yeah, let. Nailed pronounce it. Coombs C O O M S like like Carrie Coombs Brandon the uh, the incredible. incredible. He didn't say that. That's me, but I'm I'm making these for You're obviously the big Coombs head on the podcast. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. So patreon.com slash always cheating as Josh mentioned. Uh, if you don't want to join Patreon, that's not your thing. Things you can do for free to support the podcast. Just rate us, review us uh, wherever you get your podcast and never miss an episode by subscribing. Follow us wherever you get your social media and visit our website, alwayscheating.com for all of this information and more. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good luck this week. Bye.